Hi, and welcome to another episode of Comics Off Mike. I'm your host, Alfred Pagano, and today I'm speaking to comedian Mike Calcagno. Now, Mike likes to sell himself as kind of a dumb guy. Well, for a dumb guy, he has some pretty shrewd insights into comedy. We talk about his comedy, his short filmmaking, and we also have a little discussion about Chipotle. So listen in and enjoy this episode of Comics Off Mike. All right, we had a sound problem, so I'm pretending to start over. Um, so we'll, you know, pretend like this is the first time we did this. Hey, Mike, how are you doing, man? Good, man. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, so, um, what is your deal? You're a comic, and uh, you live on Long Island like every other comic in New York City, apparently. Yep. And um, do you go into the city a lot to perform? I'm in the city about three or four times a week. Three or four times a Depend- week. Yeah, it's a long trek, but yeah. I, I got the car. Uh-huh. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, well, look, I could take the Long Island Railroad. Yeah. Just disaster. Who has that kind of right, no, Yeah, Right, financially. <laughs> who has that? You know, for those of you who are not on Long Island listening, just imagine a very expensive commuter rail, and that's what the LIR is. That is unreliable. Where are you from, though? I'm from the town you're in right now. I'm from North Babylon. North Babylon. Oh, we, we are in the town of North Babylon. Born and raised. Uh, I lived in Queens for a year. Where? Briarwood. Well, nobody heard of that. Right. Nobody knows what So Briarwood I tell is. people Kew Gardens. Oh, okay, good. So you were in Kew Gardens? No. Oh. Briarwood. Oh, okay. Briarwood. But I tell people <laughs> Kew Gardens because, yeah, they're like, Briar- Briarwood is actually right next to Jamaica. Yeah. Uh, Five-minute drive. Okay. What was the subway you took into Manhattan? That's the question. The E and the F. The E and the F. Okay, so that's uh, that's unfortunate. Oh yeah, that's really bad. Is there a good one? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you mean as far as like from Queens? There's a subway in general. Well, I. Oh yeah. yeah. I lived in I lived in Astoria for years in the N. Cool place though. The R because you're right in there in the NR. You know, you could take either one, and uh, those were semi-reliable. I guess you could say. Astoria is just a, a cool place to live, though. It used to be. Okay. I kind of feel Astoria now is very, um, I don't know, man. There's a lot of nightclubs, a lot of Serbo-Croat nightclubs, mm. and a lot more activity and a lot more mess. You know, I used to be able to, when I lived there with my wife, when we first moved there, you could walk my dog. And then right. after a while, I'd have to pick them up every like 10 feet because it was broken glass everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's fun. I guess you're 28 years old, right? Yes. So it's fun for you, man. At 28, who gives a shit about broken I'm glass? I'm different. I'm not that kind of 20. Like, yeah, when I was 21, but I'm in, I'm in a... I do stand-up every night, and I'm in getting married, so I'm not going out to bars. You're getting married. Well, why don't we why don't we get right into that? Because yeah. I was going to bring it up later, but since you brought up you're getting married, there is a video of you on the interweb yeah. um, where it starts off. I'm going to just break this down for the people. It starts off where you are um, getting into hair and makeup uh, in your apartment, and you are preparing to propose to your girlfriend. Now, I... <laughs> I thought this was a joke because all of your no. stuff on the internet is pretty much narratives. It's pretty much thing. So I said, oh, what's this going to be? And you're like, oh, I'm going to ask my girlfriend to marry me at Chipotle. So I'm waiting for the punchline and there is none. You ask your girlfriend, now yeah. fiance, to marry you at a Chipotle. Can 100% you true. Tell yeah. us how that came to be. Okay, so uh, <laughs> really, our, we've, so we're together five years mm-hmm. and our We've just always been silly. Mm-hmm. She's way funnier than I'll ever be, and mm. that's unfortunate. Yes, 
but it's good in a way because it kind of it's like oh shit she's mm-hmm. funny I gotta be funny too you know you gotta you gotta you gotta stand up yeah because she's like she like if I if I if I go after her she'll mm-hmm. come right back with something witty and I'm like oh she won you know mm-hmm. and that's not good um, <laughs> but uh, so you're telling me that the uh, the battles yeah like that we, you have kind of like a, a roast you have roast, roast battles so with your girlfriend yeah we've just always we've just always been silly and we love Chipotle. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was like, man, I guess I just will just get married, and uh, yeah. So you just ask her at a Chipotle, but yeah. you pretended to be a. Why didn't you? Why you pretended to be a Chipotle employee? Correct. And it, I didn't have to be. I guess I know. I, I, I that that's a, that that's what I was confused yeah, I, at because in the video you're just standing with your back to her. It could have just been you with her back to yeah. her, but it was you in a Chipotle hat. With it like a Jim Jaramouche wig. Yeah. You looked like the director Jim Jaramouche. <laughs> and you turned around and you're like, hey. Well, the makeup that was applied was sweated off by the time she actually got to the Chipotle. Like, I was, what was legit- the makeup supposed to indicate, though? I mean, you that, had just regular makeup. Well, like, I was like, like film makeup. Like you were going on Johnny Carson or something. I was trying to look a little. Because when you're, in, when you're in like a. When you're out in public, you're not. Well, I tend to stare at people, but she, like I just wanted to be in somewhat of a disguise, mm-hmm. which so she wouldn't recognize me. Right. But at one point in the video, mm-hmm. she is like right behind me. She is absolutely. But again, I'm facing the opposite direction, exactly. so she wouldn't have been able to tell. I thought you had arranged it with Chipotle that you would be I actually did. asking, oh. no, like serving her food and making her burrito or something. I tried that. Yeah. And they said no because you are don't have a you're not allowed to do that right you can't go behind the counter you have enough problems me they yeah do. oh you yeah. don't they oh. have enough problems right so I I spoke to the manager and he was I was like hey man I want to uh, propose to my girlfriend here and he mm-hmm. was like yeah that's cool but once I asked him about doing it behind the counter he was like no you gotta were they getting the food to stay or go. To go. Ah, see, that would have been funnier if you like went over to bust their food and they weren't finished and they didn't recognize you and you got into a bit of an altercation. There's, there's definitely a thousand ways that I could have done this yeah. to be better. No, not know? better. I just, I, 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 I was charmed yeah. by it. Yeah. If you get a chance, listening audience, I would check it out because I found it to be not only charming, but your girlfriend now fiance's reaction was priceless because you think. Oh, no one's gonna like being proposed to in a Chipotle, but she loved it. Yeah. She was she right away she said yes too. That's how you know she loves you. Yeah. You said, Will you marry me? And she said, Yeah. Is that, like what, is that what she said? Yeah, I'm almost positive. You I can thought it was I thought she said what the fuck. Before you asked her to marry you, I think she said What the fuck? What the fuck? And then you said, Will you marry me? And she went, Yeah. Like it was a stupid question. You know my favorite <laughs> You know what my favorite part about the whole thing is? What what is that? We get engaged. Yeah. I get on one knee. I do the whole thing. Yes. Ring comes out, and maybe one person claps, and then I had to get online because I wanted to get Chipotle. Like she, she, she got Chipotle. I'm like, I gotta wait online to get Chipotle now. You didn't that. So that's basically the most anticlimactic proposal yeah. ever. You the the funny thing is is that you. Uh, is that people tried to get the applause going? Didn't happen. It did not happen. Nobody it was cares. usually if you ask someone to marry you yeah. in a public place, it's like a it's like a Hollywood movie. Everyone yeah. goes, "Oh, I don't know you, and I don't care, but I'll clap anyway." Right. But this one, it was like, "Yeah, nobody cares." And someone, I think I heard someone in the background going, "Hey, that guy just asked this girl to marry him." Yeah, yeah. And that was like that was like it. Even her family. That so, <laughs> she she came with her mom, her sister, and her uh, mother's boyfriend. 
even they were kind of like, all right, cool. Like they didn't, but they were in on it. You know what? Oh, they were in on it. Yeah. I thought maybe that they thought you were kidding because you're a comic and you make all these funny movies. Maybe they thought, oh, haha, this is this is Mike being funny. Well, I asked her mom. I ex asked. I don't know. This is Long Island. You can say ex. I can say whatever I want. Yeah, you can say I asked her mom. Um, I asked her mom if I could marry her. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I was. Cause I'm thinking of ways, and like I hate that, you know, we're going, we're going to rock, rock or fall, you know, under the Christmas tree, and like I don't, you can't get anywhere near that Christmas tree nowadays. So forget not that. Even that, it's just like how many stupid ways are people proposing, and I'm like, I'll just do it at Chipotle. Yeah. Well, I mean, every way is kind of stupid when you think about it. Yeah. Even the most romantic way to propose to a woman, at the end of the day, it's kind of like that was. That was weird. Yeah, you got the guy at the basketball game. Like that, that's kind of like embarrassing. Yeah, my wife. I asked my wife to marry me in in private. Like okay. we were at, we were at a bed and breakfast, and you know I made like a I made a client. It was very romantic. Blah blah blah. Sure, sure. But I was gonna do it later on, like outside, like by the beach, by the water. But I was like, I, I just want to get this. I yeah, just want to do this now. Gotta walk. And she sand. was she was like, I'm so happy. She goes, if any man asked me to marry him in public, I'd be like, what are you doing? Right. Like, I mean, there's all these people around. It's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. You're putting the person on the spot, which. I'm not suggest like she she said yes but right away like that's just like an awkward yeah. everyone's like watching most people aren't used to eyes on them I mean really this video should be should have like 18 million views because it's probably the only successful proposal yeah. in a Chipotle yeah. Chipotle should use it as an advertisement they sent us uh, shirts <laughs> I thought you were gonna say a coupon they sent us shirts yeah and they. Burrito coupon. The, a burrito coupon. I messaged them thousands of... Actually, I actually messaged them now. Um, I'm like, look, can you like pay for the food at the wedding or like yeah, something? Yeah, no, they're not going to do that. They didn't do it. No, why would they do that? Actually, they resp- when I messaged them, they responded to every single response. Right. Except for the times when I asked them, I'm like, hey, can you guys maybe like pay for the food at the wedding? And like, they did, like they'll, they'll respond to other things. Right. Like, I'm, I, you guys have no lids, but the... <laughs> you guys have no lids. Yeah. Thank you, Mike, for your 10th right. email today. It was on it was on ABC. Uh, some mm-hmm. team, what was the show called on ABC? Uh, America's Funniest Home Chipotle Proposals. Uh, yes, that was it. Yeah, it's my so favorite show. Yeah, oh my god, they've only had one episode. I DVR it. They've only had one. Yeah, yeah I DVR the one episode, and I keep waiting for the next one. It's like Hand of God, you know, with Ron Perlman. They made two seasons, right, 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 and it right. ends like on this hugely climactic note. And then they're like, "Oh, they didn't do a season three. Yeah. And I'm like, "What the? I've been yeah. binging. It's very cruel. How long have you been doing comedy, man? Um, my first time on stage, I was 19. Mm-hmm. What got you up there? A buddy of mine told me to do okay. it. He was like, "You're funny." Uh, I disagreed with him, mm-hmm. and I did it, and I was right. Most comics do disagree. So you bombed your first time up. Was it an open mic? Okay, my life got threatened while I was while I was on while stage. you were on stage. Yeah, by an audience member. Yes. Oh. Thank God. Mm-hmm. I was nineteen at the time. Thank God, like my entire high school was there, mm-hmm. or else I would have gotten. What the hell did you say that you got threatened? I, got I said know. something very inappropriate. Oh really? Was yeah. it about a woman? Yeah. And her anatomy? No. Okay. It was a, It was just bad. <laughs> okay. And when I said it, a person reacted, mm-hmm. and then I said something even worse ah, on top yes. of that. Yes, yes, yes. They were angry. Mm-hmm. But like I said, thank... Like, I had... There, there was a hundred... 
I've never been more nervous in my life. There was a hundred people at this open mic. Usually there's seven people at an open mic. Because you don't, you don't, I've seen your comedy. You don't, there's a lot of comics out there that purposefully go out to piss off at least some member of the audience just so they can have a confrontation. Or if they don't, they they know that they're being offensive. Like I remember I was watching this Joan Rivers uh, documentary and she uh, said something about deaf and she was making fun of the deaf. And this guy in the audience went insane. He started going off on her about deaf and she started going off on him and it became this huge fight. Um, and that even, nope, the audience is going to hear that. Uh, they, they became this huge fight that even continued after she left, she was still going on about it. Right. You know, about, about, about deaf and my mother's deaf and blah, blah, blah. Um, but you don't seem that kind of comic. I'm not. And did, was it because, do you, do you think it was because of that very first interaction? No, I think it was just because my, your first time on stage, man, you just don't. You're like a, you can, you're like a, an infant, man. You're like, you, it, it's, it's, it's really, stand-up comedy is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, ever. It, by, not even close, by the far. The thing you don't expect is the light in your eyes. You everything, think you can see the audience, Everything but you about can't. it, just like yeah. taking the mic out of the mic stand, I'm, mm. you just like... Did th- you do that? Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Um, that's, a, that's a big move for a first-time comic, taking the mic out. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it went so bad because I didn't know what to talk about. So I went for easy laughs that were very offensive. Did you know you were going to do it? Yeah. And did you prepare anything before you got there? Oh, I had I had my notes with me on stage. Oh, I was then you, well, I was, then you knew what you were going to talk about. Yeah, but okay. I didn't like I I wrote things that were that I thought would be funny that were just easy laughs. Okay. And I was actually doing well. Oh, okay. Because I had my friends there. Oh, yeah. If if, if your friends are there, you're most likely going to do well. Yeah, man. Pack the house, man. Right. If my family's there. I'm not going to do well. No. They just don't laugh at people. Don't they know. don't find you funny. Right. That's okay. Right. That's okay. So, my, thankfully, my friends Jim are there. Jim Jeffries' family doesn't find him that funny. Right. You ever hear him He's talk doing about, pretty good. You, Jim Jeffries is like, every time I go home, people are like, you know, you know, it's funny. Your brother, your brother's funny. <laughs> He's the funny one. He t- Tell a story like him. He's funny. You well, suck. I, I'm really, compared to my family, I'm not, mm-hmm. this, I can name five people. My, my brother's, my father's funny. My brother's mm-hmm. funny. Everybody's like, I'm, yeah. I'm so the one you, that's just doing it. So you have something to prove is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. You have a chip on your shoulder. Right. You're like, I'm the funny one. I'm going to prove it, you bastards. So it went so bad. Um, I didn't, I didn't do a, sh- I didn't do comedy for about four years after that. Yeah. I hear that a lot. Just because like, I was like, oh, I don't. John Ziegler said that. It was like yeah. 10 years after I was his like, first I, open mic. I was like, there's no reason for me to do this. Mm-hmm. Even now I think that. But back then it was like, why am I? Yeah. So you got so you got in as a dare and you went back. I mean, clearly that four years in between, something was eating at you. I always thought of, I always wrote down, I still kept writing down funny things. Oh, yeah? In a notebook or not, just everywhere? No, nah, my phone. Not, but not, okay. not. Well, then why did you pretend to write with a pen in your hand just now if it was on your phone? Why didn't you do that? So I understood your mime. Um, I'm making you work. Okay, That's thank why. you. So, all right, all right, good. Yep, this is for you. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate okay. that. Yep, just just remember that. <laughs> so uh, I kept thinking of funny things, and mm-hmm. I would write them down on my phone or on a pen and paper, if you'd like. I wouldn't uh, mind it. Which I am a big pen and paper guy. You are? Yeah. Oh, good. The pen and paper people are very happy about that. Yeah, a yeah. G2 pen. Highly recommend. Oh, G two. Yeah. Oh man, that sounds fancy. Maybe they'll sponsor you. They're a good, a good pen company. Oh hey, you know hey. Now that you mention it, let's take a little break and talk about G two. It's the pen choice of Mike Calcagno and many other funny people. And All right, Chipotle. Back, okay. And, and Chipotle. <laughs> Bringing it around, baby. 
And then I uh, I kind of got involved in the uh, the McGuire's open mic, which is out east, mm-hmm. McGuire's Comedy Club on Long Island. Yeah. Okay. And that's a monthly open mic. So every month you got to bring audience and do the spot. It's a bringer. You have to bring a certain yeah. amount of people. What are they? Thirty? They make you bring thirty? Six. Six. That's better. Yeah, that's way better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Six people. Let alone the Gotham comedy club is 12 people who knows 12 people that are going to come to something 12 people don't come to your birthday party i've never man. seen 12 people in my life i i and not in one place not yeah. for me right they even trump said they tried to prove trump and they said uh trump tried he couldn't get 12 I know, people I don't, I don't know why i even brought up politics I know this no, is I the know biggest crowd yeah, yeah, yeah. i brought the biggest crowd to <laughs> gotham ever it was great i was so funny i was the funniest Trump doing a bringer show. That might be Trump doing a bringer. That might be a sketch. Oh my god, it might be. Um, so yeah, I did. I did the open mic there, and mm. I kind of eased into it. And then I took a comedy class. Where? Three years ago at Governor's. Okay. About three and a half years ago. Yeah. Once I took that class, it was a one hundred and one mm-hmm. beginner comedy class. Mm-hmm. But I learned this is a banana peel. Yes. Okay. Right. I learned so many things about mm-hmm. it that I was like, oh, okay. Now I'll try to do this. And right. pretty much ever since three and a half years ago, mm-hmm. I've been on stage every night. Okay, great. Mul- you know, multiple times a night, whether it's an open mic or a show, or I don't I don't really give a shit. So do you feel like you're starting to find... Because uh, some people say it takes three, four, five, ten years to really become the comic that everybody yeah. is going to see. Like, you know, like when you finally saw Ray Romano right. for the first time, I'm sure he wasn't Ray Romano the first time he got on stage. And when he got him, it's so specific. You know, mm-hmm. it was so specific that you say Ray Romano and all of a sudden in your head, there's an image, not just of Ray Romano, but like a sound and a feeling and oh, that Ray Romano-esque-ness. Yeah. Do you think that you're getting towards that Calcagnus, Calcagnosness? I don't, I don't know because I feel like every time I, 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 th- I think I'm progressing or I'm finding my voice, three months go by and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm a different, I'm different again. Like I'm, because I'm, I'm, you're just learning. I'm just a sponge right now. Like I'm just, I'm learning as much as possible just to get better. And I think my voice is just like, if I can make a career off being stupid. Mm-hmm. Many people have. Yeah, but I, I'm talking real. Like I don't. It's a real low intelligence. Well, if you're gonna go for stupid, yeah. I mean, you have to go all the way, man. Yeah. You can't start saying a couple of smart things, and then people are gonna be like, "I thought that guy was dumb, and he's not." Yeah. Well, I tried to bring up. I tried to make a Trump joke, but I know nothing about yeah. politics. That it just. That's all right. I have to stop speaking. That's okay. That's okay. You see, that's that is better. When it comes to Trump, just yeah. to stop speaking. Stop speaking, right? <laughs> I wish he would, uh, but um, I just lost the Midwest. Joe Joe just, Rogan well, said something interesting that mm-hmm. uh, I listen to his podcast all the time, mm-hmm. and uh, someone asked him, "Is like when had when did you feel comfortable as a comic on stage?" And he's Joe Rogan's on everything, and he was like, he said, uh, "Maybe last week." Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, even. Even that guy is saying that? Like, that's like almost blew my mind. It's like, yeah. I, if you're looking to arrive as an artist, you're never going to. Yeah, yeah. And you're never going to arrive. It's never going to be like, oh, this is this is it. I've finished, you know? You, yeah, there is no finish line. Yeah, and that's why, you know, see, when you said that every three months or so, you realize, oh my God, I thought I had something and now I don't know it. Mm. I think that's a good thing. Okay. Because, because if you... When, in acting class, uh, when I, you know, because I'm an actor, um, whenever I took acting class, one of uh, my teachers was like, 
when you start to forget your lines that you know you know maybe that's where you're starting to find the character because it's like mm. you're 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 you can only you you can plan and plan so much and be so specific but until you gain sort of an inner life that is in and above what you um you know, who you're trying to make yourself, that's when you start to find yourself. So every time you think, I think every time you think that's like, man, I'm, oh God, I lo totally lost what I was going yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you're starting to find something new. Yeah. Well, see, the thing about acting is, have how long have you been an actor? A long time. Okay, so you done the audition <laughs> process and everything like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Like, that's just, that's a, that's, a, that's a whole acting is just another world that... Well, I mean, comedy and acting go hand in hand. I'm hoping comedy can lead to acting mm -hmm. because I know zero about acting. Like, I don't mm -hmm. even know how do you audition. Like, I don't. Like, I wouldn't even. I couldn't tell you anything. We can talk about it after the podcast. Yeah. And, you know, on the comics off mic later. Right. Right. <laughs> but you've been at it a while. Yeah, long time. And long time. I'm sure that's a field where you're just learning every day. Absolutely, man. I mean, it every. Stop. Yeah. No. I mean, you the the. It's just like comedy in a way. You have to trust yourself. You have to trust and believe in yourself that you know you're talented, mm. but you never, but you're never at the place where you're like, well, I've learned everything I could learn, right. and I, you know, and I'm as good as I'm ever gonna get, you know, and you just better love me. You know, it's always working. Every time, every time you get up on stage, it's a different audience. Yeah. Every time I go to an audition or do a, a role, it's a different, it's a different day. It's if it's on stage, it's a different audience too. If it's on, it's if it's on screen, mm -hmm. you know, I get that one day to get that one scene, you know, quote unquote, right. You know, not that there is a right or a wrong. You just get it in the can, as they say, you know, and, and it's just like comedy. You have that yeah. one chance to make these people laugh and you keep working and working and working at making your jokes a little tighter, a little tighter, a little sharper, you know, uh, who you are. Because you're, you're a joke comic, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, for sure, yeah. Set up breakdown. Yeah. Set up, you know, set yeah. up knockdown. Yeah, yeah. string along a few, a few jokes. What I, what I, I, I think that no matter what path whether you're an actor or a comic, mm. as long as your ultimate goal is to get better, mm -hmm. then you're going to progress. Like uh, my buddy Greg, Greg Stone, very funny guy, uh, he was like, because uh, we just, he talk, every comic talks about comedy, with, that's all we talk about is just comedy. Mm. And he was like, and you rip on each other. And we rip on each other. Yeah, comedy green room. <laughs> you know what, man? If you put a tape recorder in a comedy green room, all this meat, all this shit that's going on, stirring up the pot of the this PC culture and everything like that, a comedy green room, man. Whew. Okay, but that's another. That's a different story. He was like, uh, my buddy Greg was like, look, if you want to be a bodybuilder, if you go to the gym every day, you work out, you eat right, you're gonna be a bodybuilder. Right. It's, it's a practice. It's the same thing with any skill mm -hmm. or art form or Buddhism. Right. You're not a Buddhist if you just call yourself a Buddhist. If you're not practicing Buddhism, you gotta do day. it. You gotta do it. You gotta put in the time. And I, 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 you got to pay your dues and mm -hmm. eat shit. Do you feel like you've been? Do you feel like you are progressing in a manner in your career that it's actually leading to the to that next hurdle that you want to get over? Yeah, mm -hmm. but I'm I'm sure you are too. I'm very hard on myself. Yeah, like I'm I I listen to every set, I critique every set. If I do well, I didn't. You know what I mean? Like I'm one of those. I'm one of those kind of guys mm -hmm. where like, oh man, you freaking killed. Like, oh, I, I didn't really enjoy it. Like, mm -hmm. I, well, I enjoy it. I'll have fun on stage, but I, I won't be proud of what I did. Like, well, you're I, allowed to be proud of your successes. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you're allowed to take them for granted. 
like the next time it's going to be the same thing because the last time was that thing. Which, you know, it's so funny. Anytime in comedy we're like, okay, so for the, for a week I've been having these great sets and killing that next bad show is right around the corner, man. Mm-hmm. Well, John Ziegler, when I was talking to him, yeah, you you remind me of him a little bit uh, in the fact you're clean. Um, right. uh, the, the, what like my actor, or like my body? No, your 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 body and your <laughs> yeah. your room. Yeah, everything is clean. Yeah. Yes, uh, hey, second, a, this is the second time I've talked about Ziegler. He's serial killer clean, but continue. This is the second time someone said that. Lori Pomontary said that. Oh, and, did she? Uh, yeah, I really hope that John Ziegler doesn't listen to this and get mad at me I'll, for keeping. Well, talk I'm, I'm talking about him, so it's yeah. okay. But he said that he learns a lot more when he bombs about himself oh, than yeah. when he does well. Yeah, because you, you want to... You know what? I, I'm actually... I'm getting better as a comic, hopefully. And I'm also getting better at bombing. Yes. Which, that's a skill where... I, I've seen a pro comic in front of a bad crowd. And they do well. And I'm like, well, how are they doing well? And I watch these pro comics in front of these shit crowds. They're changing their pace. They're slowing down. They're, if the crowd is loud, they're wisp, They're not... See, like last night I did a show. The crowd was good, but they were very chatty. So a year ago, I would have been screaming into the microphone to get their attention. This time I knew, I'm like, listen, let me let me talk a little calmer. This way the table starts to quiet down a bit. They'll listen in. Like it's stuff like that that you just, you learn by doing it. Mm-hmm. You just get into the psychology of the audience that yeah, you're in front of. It's just, it's, it's a skill form, man. And just so the audience knows, you were holding up a pretend microphone yeah, yes, right. in your hand, which I appreciated. Yeah. It was very well, good. I got to keep it. It was very You got to keep it about four yeah, inches. Yeah. About four inches away. Absolutely. Yeah. Some people, some comics come with them like a rapper and that doesn't really. You talk about your family. Uh, your comedy is almost is almost centered around your family yeah. almost exclusively. Yeah. And um, I, and it seems like, uh, unlike most people in the arts, you have a very good relationship with your family. I do. I do. Yeah. Um, I'm happy for you. Thank you. I, I don't know if you are, but thank you. <laughs> no, I am very happy okay, for good. you. Um, do you find that? Uh, do you do you do you do you do the things you talk about with your family really happen, or is it stuff you just? It's make exaggerated. It's, it's true. It's true. It's oh, it true. Is. It's okay. exact. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm talking about my dad. Yeah. My dad is the funniest. My dad will say something that's so like I'll think about it four days later and still laugh about it. <laughs> but if, but if but if you if you ask any comic about my father, yeah. my father sits at a comedy show, arms crossed, not laughing, and you would think you would think he's an asshole, nicest guy. My father's the nicest guy, but my my family have been very supportive of me, which I'm very thankful for. Mm-hmm. And every joke, I don't. Know, I think that's where you, you just you take you take an observation, mm-hmm. and then the com the comic part of it is you exaggerate it, make it dramatic. That's where you get your laughs from, you know? Now, I saw two clips of you back-to-back online, and you sent them to me. And I'm glad you sent them to me, because just to get into the nuts and bolts of comedy, the first clip I watched, you were at Governor's, and you were doing an act. And then the second clip I watched, the act started out almost the exact same way. It was a very different thing. You, 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 and you listen, man. I, I once saw, this is in no way to disparage you at all, I once saw George Carlin do an act at Iona College. And a year later, I saw his HBO special that he did. It was the same exact act, word for word, practically. Mm-hmm. So he was working, working it, working it, working the act. You know, there are some comics that go out there and riff, and there are some comics that have their act, and that's what they're doing, and yeah. that's what you are, and that's yeah, good. Yeah, that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Um, if it's funny, who cares whether you riff or whether you have your act? You know, um, but 
but you but it was fun for me to see the jokes change ever so subtly yeah. from the time you did it before to the time you did it future and you interjected new jokes and you changed pacing and you changed levels and that was very interesting how do you work on your act um as as a as sort of like um as sort of like every time you tell a joke you you tinker with it just to see if it works a little better next time yeah so i'm i'm not the first person to to make this analogy but you build you're, it's a nice it's a nice sculpture oh okay. and you're just chipping away and then eventually you mm. you want it to be a beautiful piece of art what do you want your ice sculpture comedy ice sculpture to be uh what do you mean like do you want it to be a flamingo a fish a penis a homeless guy a homeless guy yeah oh what does he does he have the shopping cart full of cans um He's looking for a belt. He's looking for a belt. Yeah, he's pants. looking for a belt to hold yeah. his pants up. One one hand is holding his pants up. Mm -hmm. The other hand's looking for a belt. Yeah, I would like to see that ice sculpture. Well, I guess how would I convey to the audience that he's looking for a belt? This is see, this is where it gets tough. Now I got to make another ice sculpture. Where is that? No, no, no. I think that I think that that can be. I think you can indicate that. You can indicate a missing belt his eye, in his eyes. Yeah. It is cold. I, I say a lot. Vacant, longing eyes, longing for a belt. I've seen people that I could tell by just looking at their. That'll eyes. be the title of your uh, autobiography, <laughs> Michael Cagno, longing for a belt. Um, I, so I have a nice belt at home. So I'm glad <laughs> you have a nice belt. It's a reversible black and then brown. Uh huh. I think you should give that to. I think in 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 what you just talked about, I think you should give that to a homeless person just as a, as a gesture, maybe to help your future come true. Yeah, maybe. Um, now, but your 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 narratives. You also have uh, laugh track films, right? Yeah, laugh yeah. track films. You're still making things on that, right? Still yeah, I, I have. I, we're we're filming season two right now of the web series. Okay. So laugh track films I created mm -hmm. uh, about three years ago, four years ago, mm -hmm. and then I developed. I'm. You I can have, find that online, Laugh yeah, Track Films. Laugh Track Films, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, really any social media platform. Uh, and now we're shooting a web series. Okay, called, cool. The web series is called Less Than 60. Less, oh yes, Less Than 60. Less right. Than 60 Films. The idea mm -hmm. behind that is each video is less than 60 seconds. Yes. Because people watch videos when they poop. Mm -hmm. And that's my market, baby. That's uh, well, that's my I'll demographic. tell you, I, if, if it was less than 60, I would, I'd need to watch about 10 of them while I poop. Okay. At least with a few interstitials guys, and some uh, advertisements. Yeah. yeah, man. I, that's where I get it all done. Yeah. Um, well, that's pretty cool. Less than 60 seconds. I watched a few of those. And okay. I, and you know what? I have to say, I mean, some were very, very funny. That That's a huge challenge. Yeah. To find the laugh in less than 60 seconds. Or yeah. for all you grammar nerds out there, in fewer than 60 seconds. Yeah. Um, so don't beat us up here at Comics Off Mike for not knowing our grammar. Also, another hard thing about filmmaking is now it's like, dude, I, I can't tell you how many films I made and shot mm -hmm. where I'm like, that just didn't translate to what I wanted. Like in my head, it just didn't come out as. Why do you think? Why do you think that is? Inexperience. It's got to be right. It's got. It's got to be. That's anything. I think. Well, I think it's inexperience, and also maybe it's uh, it, well, it's definitely inexperience. Yeah. I mean, I mean, hell, I mean, you know, I'm sure Steven Spielberg's first movie he shot when he was eight was not very good, right. you know. But um, I, it was uh, but inexperience. But what did you what are, what are you finding that you are doing differently to get it to translate? Is it a matter of preparation? Is it a matter of perspective? Is it a matter of writing? And changing how you look at writing? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's perspective and just doing it. Just doing it. If you're not doing it, mm -hmm. you're not going to, you're not going to, like, I, I, mm -hmm. I have to learn. 
I, I have my comprehension skills aren't the best. So I might have to do things five or six times. That's all right. To get to get the hang of it. But I'm willing to do it five or six times. I have to say, one of the ones I think that was my favorite was the one where you jump in the car and you're you're bleeding from oh, a cut yeah, off yeah, finger. Yeah. And the guy and it was the thing I liked about it was it was absolutely absurd. Yeah. And both of you, both actors, committed a hundred percent to their to their story. So the story is: Why don't you? Why don't you do you want me to describe it? Yeah, no. So uh, it's my buddy Neil and uh, Brian. He's very, what's his last name? Neil Rubenstein and Brian McKenna, two very funny comics. Okay, very uh, funny. Yeah, they're they're awesome. Um, the idea is Brian has to get to the hospital. He slices his finger, <laughs> and Neil has to drive him to the hospital. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> <laughs> Neil can't find his uh, phone jack. He can't. He's, he's got to get his sunglasses and McKenna. This, that, that. The reason why that sketch worked is you can find this on Laugh Track Films. Is casting. Yes. Which, I, think I, I've gotten a lot better with my castings. I think that's one of the hardest things to do. Oh, really? In filmmaking, yeah, to find the person that embodies the image that you have in your mind because i'm also i'm also a writer so right, I, right. I cast things occasionally too you write comedy uh i write i write um f- short films okay and, and pilots and things what, like what that. type of genre though oh all types yeah. i wrote i wrote one about um i never filmed this one because i don't have the budget but about the uh, cowboys that travel forward in time to the bronx in 1978 uh, two a, enemies uh, and they're searching each other yeah that was okay. a feature it's called Asphalt Dawn. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's a terrible title, but I can't think of another it's one. pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad, right? But the, no, but the story's good. The writing's good, <laughs> I think. But, um, but, but the, I think that not only was it the casting in that, but I think, that the, I think the reason that worked so well is because two, it, there were two very different senses of urgency. Right. The guy who cut his finger off obviously needed to get to the hospital immediately. Yeah. And the guy driving the car didn't seem to be in a didn't hurry care. whatsoever. And that's how they are in real life. Uh, <laughs> like that's that's who that's who Neil is and that's who Brian is. So that would actually happen. That's why it works so well. That's why it works so well. That's very good. Um, so what is your what's your now what's your goal with um, your under under sixty or less than sixty. Uh, just to get followers, man. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I know. It sounds, I'm, I don't want to sound like a whore, but... No, but, no. Whore away, man. Yeah. We're all in this industry. We're all whores. I really, I really want to get... I, I really want to get a platform where ultimately other comics can come on it. Mm-hmm. And... Guest star. Guest star. You know, I'm in Laugh, I'm in laugh Track Films. New video. Come check it out. And mm-hmm. I just... I want everyone to... I like helping people because I, I think that a lot of comics, um, not a lot, I don't want to speak for comics, but I feel that you want good comedy and I like, you want more good more, more good comedians. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Of course. Because if there's a large number of good comedians, that means there's good shows and more shows. So I just feel like having that content. What makes a good comedian? In your opinion. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, you said it. I didn't say it. Um, I mean, if you're thinking in the platonic sense, right? If Plato had to describe what a good comedian is, is it just someone who makes you laugh? Is it someone who makes the most broad spectrum of the populace laugh? You know? Is it someone with a very specific sense of themselves? And they... they, they, Is it someone who goes very deep? My favorite comic, it's 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 a tie for Brian Regan and Bill Burr. Okay. Everyone loves Bill Burr. 
Yeah. What? Well, right. Okay. So what I love about Brian Regan is it's stupidity. This is just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. That guy, he gets Brian Regan gets laughs almost doing nothing, turning his head and making. Have you ever seen Brian Regan? I love Brian Regan. I saw Absolutely. him. I saw him at Radio City when he recorded his special um, Comedy Central special live. Mm-hmm. It was the best comedy show I've ever been to in my life. His openers were fantastic. He was fantastic. But he was getting laughs turning his head. He's one of those comics that never went uh, never went like sitcom mainstream. Just stand up. He did something once, I remember, I forget what it was. It was like a game show or something, maybe. But he just does stand up. And he makes a lot of money doing that, and I think, <laughs> because he sells tickets. Yeah. And uh, he's he's a very talented guy. Uh, but yeah, you're right. He is really he's he's like he's like a clown. Without yeah. the makeup, you're just almost. Con- I, I yeah. was con- and what was cool about it was mm. I went with uh, my fiance and sitting next to her was an elderly man. Sitting next to me was a seven year old. Mm-hmm. To be that funny and that like that's a huge range. To man. be yeah, to be funny seven generations funny. That's uh, uh, or I, four I, three and a half generations. Funny. Yeah, that's pretty. I respect pretty good. The, I respect the comic that can go up in front of any room mm-hmm. and do well. Seven generations. I just showed how much math I know. Yeah, I know. Three, three I, generations. I can funny. barely count Four to generations. Seven. <laughs> I can barely count to seven. Yeah. But that's... Yeah, I, I hear you, man. That really is... That's like... That's 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 a pro. Yeah. I mean... I mean... A lot of comics will... Will it will attest to Brian Regan's um, popularity, his ability to make people laugh, his comedy. He's the kind of the opposite, though. Mm. of a Bill Burr who oh, right, goes for right, the throat. Right. You know, Bill Burr goes for the throat. Well, Brian Regan, you know, slips on a banana peel, Bill Burr, mm-hmm. like, like shoves your head into the toilet. Yeah, see, because I, I, I In liked, a good way. I liked Brian Regan first when I first started comedy. Sure. And if you notice, like, my on-stage presence, I try. I was trying to be like Brian Regan. Mm-hmm. I was very physical. I was very... But it just didn't really... Like, I kind of don't think that I'm that... Maybe I am. Because, see, that's the thing. Like, in four years, I might be a physical comic again. Like, who the frig knows? Well, you know what, though? No, I, I agree with you. I mean, you, you it didn't work for you because yeah. you felt it didn't work for you. Right, right. And that's important to know that. But I like that you were like, hey, let me try this. You yeah. know, let me try to be this, this. And you're like, nah, it's not really me. Let me try to be more me. And, you know, trying to be more you because there's only one Mike Calcagno. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a guy um, in West Islip, which is five minutes away from me. Yeah. His name is Mike Calcagno. And, I can uh, take care of that if you want. I'm trying to. Oh, good. We crossed paths mm-hmm. a few times. And yeah, I don't like it. It's like looking in a mirror. Yeah, he's probably funny too. Mm, probably, that fucker. Um, so yeah, I try. I tried to be Brian Regan because mm-hmm. that's how. And then I, I like Bill Burr. I like the Patrice O'Neills. Like that's a different batch. <sighs> Patrice O'Neills. Yeah, I wish he was alive today. Man. Amazing, of course. I I wish he was alive too. The top dude. Him. He and was Greg, one of my favorites. Greg Giraldo. Yeah, like those guys' opinions. Yeah. We need their opinions right now. We sure do. We man. need them right now. We need George Carlin back. Yeah, we, we need, need to it. raise we... all these guys from the dead, man. They really, they really are. You know, it's funny that you love all these guys with these strong opinions, and your comedy is so family oriented. Yeah, well, I like you know, Sebastian feel, too. Yeah. That's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sebastian Maniscalco's. He talked about his father. Oh, absolutely. And that's another guy. Yeah, he gets a laugh off mm-hmm. moving his hand. Yeah, he gets a laugh. See, I don't really. Move your hand. Right. I don't yeah, I'm actually missing both of my hands. They can't they can't see. You hold your mic in the flippers that yeah. used to be your But your like hands. those guys like 
I don't want to talk because they're just pros, but mm-hmm. to get to that level of stage presence, yeah, the commitment you got to have. It's like an actor, man. Like if if you're not fully com, at least this, uh, you can tell me otherwise. If you're not fully committed, you're not going to get the best performance out of yourself. It is. It is really a matter of of of. Yeah, there's so many roads. I think comedy and acting are very similar, and there are so many different roads to the same destination. You know, I mean, Daniel Day Lewis's preparation has got to be so different from Jack Nicholson's true, preparation. True. But who's going to say either of them are better than the other? You know mm. what I mean? Uh, you know, um, and but so like for you as a comic, you know what? Nobody, nobody cares about process. Mm-hmm. That's the beautiful thing about being a, a creative mm-hmm. person. Nobody gives a rat's patoot. There's about, no handbook. Yeah. There's no handbook. Nobody cares about how you got there. Yeah. And nobody cares about how, you know, it, it, like Brian Regan, he, he doesn't plumb the depths of his of yeah. his soul. Whereas, you know, Bill Burr goes into like, I'm sure some pretty painful stuff in his past. And he's like, I'm going to I'm going to make this funny. Yeah. You know, I'm going to make this like Louis C.K. did that. I'm mean, a lot of comics, a lot of great comics did that. They go into the depths of, of what makes people uncomfortable, what makes them uncomfortable. And they, you know, they go from there, you know, and not that you have to be either or. I think you just have to commit 100 percent to one or the other i wonder if that's why most comics can act mm-hmm. because a lot of them they're acting on stage like when i'm doing my dad when i'm acting out my dad i'm acting mm-hmm. do you i wonder do you, do you do you feel that way that most comics can act? like it's a, it's a, it's a, it depends on the comic i think a lot of comics all let me put it this way all the comics that are good actors are yeah. great actors okay because they they have a You're sense about of stand-up comics. I'm talking about stand-up comics. Okay. I'm talking about people who have who have done stand-up comedy. When they are good actors, they're great actors, like yeah. Robin Williams. Okay. You know who did stand-up forever. Right. Right. And um, you know, and like, uh, you know, because they they are able to find that painful place in themselves. They've been a, they've been a, they've been. They've been like uh, very close friends with that painful place within themselves for so long that they can play a range of emotion, you know, and mm-hmm. be funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to do, man. <laughs> There's a lot of actors that do really dramatic yeah. stuff. Like I'll bring up Daniel Day Lewis. I love Daniel Day Lewis. He's well, I think he's one of the greatest actors that ever lived. But he's never done a comedy. Yeah. And now he never will. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. As he's retired. Right. You know. I, and I would have. I wish I had seen him be funny because I bet he would have been very funny well that's that's like that's what I don't get about comedy is mm-hmm. it's like most not most situations but like you're almost just set up to fail like I I, I gotta go make I have a show tonight it's mm-hmm. a Thursday at 8 o'clock I, I'm gonna make them laugh like what are they what <laughs> what yeah like it's just weird like I, lo- I love comedy but like yeah. I, I gotta make those people laugh to, to like that's how my... do you feel you feel like sometimes half the audience is there like like, oh, this guy's gonna be funny, and the other half is there. Like, man, make me laugh, you, you shithead. Uh, you know? probably that is mm-hmm. this, this. Right now, my audience is it's the second half. It's but, the second half, most of them. Yeah, but if you go, if because your family keeps coming to your shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they don't. They that's God, no, they don't. No. They, they're like, you still doing yeah. comedy? No. Um, <laughs> Where were you last night? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's the thing too. It's like these comics that we're discussing, like they're. Mm-hmm performing in front of people that want to see them right and i feel like that's the ultimate goal like that's right but even seinfeld says when when seinfeld went back into stand-up after seinfeld he says that gives you five minutes that gives you five minutes of people giving you that grace period 
But if you're not funny after that five minutes, then you're not funny. doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're Jerry Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep working at it. That's the thing about stand-up, man. You have given yourself, you've really screwed yourself, man, because yeah. you can't stop working yeah. the whole life. You yeah. have to keep being funny. You have to keep writing. You have to yeah. keep working on it. You're yelling at me. Yeah, I know, because I'm angry at you now <laughs> for, for doing that to yourself, I know. Mike. I'm stupid. Well, I, what, you know, ever did it? You never tried stand up? Yeah, I did stand up. Yeah. Yeah, I did stand up. And I and I was, I, I enjoyed doing stand up, but the lifestyle didn't suit me. You know, I, I just, what, unlike what you, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go into the city. I have a, I have a wife and a kid. Okay. I'm not going to the city every night, uh, right. you know, to, to, to find open mics. I didn't like doing bringers. Yeah. Um, uh, I didn't, I, you know, I, I was thinking to myself, you know what? I really have to dedicate myself to either acting okay. or to, or to comedy. And I'm like, you know, I've been acting for a while now, so I'm just going to dedicate myself to acting and writing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and I think that I made the right decision because you know, getting into stand up at my age, which yeah, is you got to you got to give up, you got to sacrifice everything. Yeah, you got to sacrifice everything, and um, I'm just I'm just don't have I'm just not I'm not as strong as you, Mike. I'm not as strong well, as you, Mike. See, that's the, like, look, I I agree with you. I don't if I had. <laughs> If, no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to sound douchey. No, you should. I, I, was, I, I don't, I don't agree with no, you. No, come on, uh, that's funny. Be funny. Go for no, it. No, I didn't mean to be like that strong thing because I don't, I don't. Uh, if I had a kid, yeah, I'd probably quit tomorrow. Yeah. So vasectomy in your future? I don't have balls anyway. You want, you want a family? I don't know. Come on, man. You, you know love your family so much. You, you know don't want funny, a, pu- a bunch of kids running around. Right you now, look like you do. Right now, no. Well, you're 28. But, yeah. Also, uh, how old's your, how old's your fiance? 27. Okay, you got three but, more years. You got three years before she starts saying I want kids. Yeah, right now I uh, I say I don't want kids, <laughs> but I also five years ago I also said I'm not getting married. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not and then my my wedding is in May. You so. like that commercial? Yeah, that commercial with the guy who's like I'm never getting married, and he's like Oh, we're never having kids, and the every That's every it. scene it's like a different That's thing. It. I'm not ends, buying a house. Ends it's, up with a minivan. Yeah, the house but is a scam. Up, but he ends up happy. Yeah. Yeah, well, house is a scam now, man. On Long Island, forget it. Oh, um, I don't even know why I'm even think, considering yeah, until you for a until house. you sign oh. your until you sign your uh, until you sign your contract with yeah. ABC for the Cal Cagno when show. I'm you're not yeah. going to be able to afford a house on it's Long amazing. Island. Long, um, Long Island won't even be here when I sign my ABC. What are you? So what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I won't be here. Yeah. They'll, take, they'll move it. Yeah, they'll move true. it to Nova Scotia. They need more land up there. Um, when? What are you? When are you? So what, let me, let us let's 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 finish up on where I need right now. Let me tell you, I, you sort of feel the same way in, in this career. You kind of feel like you're just flailing. You're like a guy who's trying to swim to a shore that he can't even see. Yeah. But you keep swimming and you Absolutely. keep swimming like Dory. And like you made that Dory joke in that one in that one bit. I watched it. I um, yeah, yeah. Dory finding Dory. You were getting stoned on either side of a couch. Oh my and, God, uh, I hate yeah. that joke. Yeah, no, well, hey man, well, you have it out there. Delete it. <laughs> I gotta delete that now. Get it off the internet, man. Oh, I got, why is it but, on there? Um, I don't know. Thank you for letting me know about it. You're that. welcome, man. You gotta look into your it's stuff, a real man. stinker. You gotta have someone. You gotta have you to hire someone. I gotta scrub. Assistant. I gotta scrub. You gotta all scrub. This. Scrub it. By maybe. midnight, I'm gonna have one video left, <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be a good one. Yeah. But uh, but but do you, do you feel like you're on a path? Do you feel like you're on a track that you want to be on, or do you kind of feel like you're just you're just you're just swinging wildly at the at at the pitches? No, I I feel like I'm on a track. The the one thing I do like about myself would be my work ethic, because mm-hmm. I don't like anything else. Mm-hmm. But I know that at least I think I'm gonna put in the time to, to get there, and I, I I'm figuring it out as I go, like what it takes to get to where you want to be, you know. And I'm I'm setting small goals along the way, like mm-hmm. anyone else would. Sure. 
And I, I'm just taking the steps to get to those small goals. Where do you want to be? Where do you real? Not only say where do you want to be, because I know where we all want to be in three years. Yeah. Where do you realistically see yourself at 31? Where do you realistically see yourself in the industry at 31? Um, I won't be running the headline. I don't think. Um, I'll probably be featuring, hopefully, you know, East Coast stuff going on, you know, and that's what. See, the my wild card is the filmmaking. Yeah. I don't know what's gonna stand up. You can. You can project and fantasize what you want to be, but filmmaking, I don't know where I'm going to go with that. Like, am I going to be in front of camera, behind camera? Am I going to be writing? Am I going to be, which I'm all, I'm cool with mm-hmm. any of them, but that's the one that, that's the wild card where it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think that, um, I think that you're on the road, man. And I think that there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of good stuff to work with, man. Appreciate you know, that. when when I see something that you make, it's funny, man. It's funny. Thank you. It's that. funny. You know, uh, what is it? The Christmas thing you did, man. Yeah. Was, the F, we say the F word. Yeah. It's a three minute video. We say it 26 times. That, that's times. good, man. That's like uh, Dennis Hopper in, uh, in um, Blue Velvet. Yeah. Um, well, Mike Calcagno, thank you so much for being on Comics Off Mike. I really appreciate it. And um, I will keep uh watching anything you want to plug consider this is going up in probably two weeks anything you want to plug um thank you for having me i really appreciate it hey man Uh, it was fun Ah. it wasn't um no follow me on instagram at mike underscore cags c-a-g-s that's uh same handle for twitter and uh please 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 like laugh track films on facebook and youtube um you don't have to you don't don't beg the audience they they don't you can edit that out right no oh you don't know yeah you can yeah but i'm not going to okay thank you all right thanks mike thank you very much hey thanks for listening to another episode of comics off mike i'm your host alfred pagano and i'm sure that i will talk to you very soon all right take care and keep laughing <laughs> oh man that was lame